When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. morning it's time for the Super Bowl get here already man man Sunday sucked I'm looking forward to it I'm gonna smoke a turkey why I don't know because I got a free turkey uh for Thanksgiving and we put it in the freezer because we went to someone else's house but if you buy enough groceries they give you a free turkey what do you do turn down a free turkey you take the free turkey you put it in the freezer and you forget about it and now I, I, have, I need room for other things in the freezer. And I'm like, this turkey is taking up my entire freezer allotment. So I got to figure out. So I decided I took, the fr- I took the turkey out of the freezer. I put it in the refrigerator because apparently that's how you defrost it. Six days in the refrigerator. And it should be ready to go on Sunday to smoke in my smoker. We're going to try and smoke a turkey on Thanksgiving. I don't know why. On Thanksgiving. On Super Bowl Sunday. We'll see how it goes. I think I'm going to invite the in-laws over. Who and my father's a chef, so I'm sure he'll have many things to say about my smoking of the turkey. Not that he's very critical, but it's just you know what when you have a chef in the family, right? There's nothing worse. It's like it's a gift and a curse. It's the gift that they cook all the time, and it's delicious. And back when they had the restaurant, you know, thankfully for him, it was time to retire. He's had knee issues. He's had arm issues. He couldn't get his arm taken care of until he stopped flipping pants. Like he's 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 worked seven days a week for forty years. It was time to take a it was time to take the break. So I'm thrilled for him that he's enjoying himself. They're they, they're flying home from Florida. They might be in a cab right now listening to me. Hey Rosenvito, how you guys doing? Thankfully you're back and you can watch my son on Thursdays. But they just spent five weeks in in Florida. Good for them. And it's great to have a chef in the family because there's oh every time you go there it's steak and salmon it's it's crazy. The guy never fails to disappoint, but at the same level, anytime you do something, it's kind of like uh, I, you know, even if he doesn't say anything, you feel like oh this is you know, this is nowhere near as good as him. I just feel like I'm not really doing it. You know, it's it's tough. Like it's hard to feed them because they're so they're you know chefs. And so it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's hard. You feel like you're not going to do it justice and they're going to be disappointed or they're not going to like it or they immediately going to think, oh, you didn't do this. You should have done that. Did you even season this? Like, yeah, I seasoned it. Kidding me? I rubbed that turkey all over the place. I put butter underneath the, the skin. I took care of it. What do you want me to do? I put a beer can right in the middle. Apparently, I'm going to maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll try that. I'll look for smoking recipes of a turkey. Anyone ever smoke a turkey? I've obviously done everything else, right? We obviously put the oven in the turkey, and then you deep. That was a trend. I think it still is a trend, but the deep fried turkey was a thing. Like five years ago, it was enormous. It like took over Thanksgiving. It was like, the, have you tried the deep fried turkey? Have you tried the deep fried turkey? All the videos of people starting fires because nobody knows how to deep fry turkey, which is delicious, by the way. It is my favorite way. I've only had it once or twice. It's not like an annual thing, but we had had it a couple times. It's, it is great. It's my favorite way to make a turkey. But we'll see if we can smoke it and have some fun. 
So that's what I'm doing on on next Sunday as we get ready for the game. And I'll give you mine. Alex has a couple. I'm curious what yours are. What are you going to do? I have my top five things to do every Sunday now because we are without football, which is obviously all we do on Sunday. I do nothing else. I have three televisions. I have the the. I finally was able because now it's on YouTube. I couldn't get it before when it was on um, uh, satellite. So now I have it on YouTube. All three TVs are going. I'm sitting there. I, no one bothered me. It's my Sunday. Now I'm expected to do things. You know, now it's like oh oh, no football. I expect you to do this, that, and the other. You know how it works. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six. 66. Let's get to Vinny in Brooklyn. What's up, Vinny? Hey, what's up, boss? How you doing? Tonight? Good, buddy. How are you, man? Good. A couple points quick. I got to push back a little bit on this Andy Reid love, bro. Okay. I mean, he says he's just, he's just great guy and he's a role model and this and that. When did I say you that? Know, man, just a little while ago you're talking about I said, he's a, I said he's a role model? Hey. I don't remember saying. I said he's lovable because he's... He's a little bit big, and he has fun with himself on the commercials, and it's it's relatable. I don't think I ever used the word role model. Uh, maybe fair enough, maybe not. But, I mean, you, you got to remember the fact that one of his kids was in and out of jail before he died of a drug overdose. Another kid ran two people over while drunk. I mean, he's just, I mean, he's certainly going to be father of the year, that's for sure. Well, yeah. Lovable, no, that's... As lovable as you might think he is. Well, I mean, yeah, but there's, you know, and and I don't know why you have such a, a thing against him, I'm, uh, Vinny. I understand your point, I, I guess. He did, unfortunately, have a son who passed away uh, for an overdose. And then, yeah, his other son, um, who was working with Kansas City, uh, was uh, had a had an accident. And, unfortunately, uh, a child was hurt. And I believe he's in prison for it right now. So, yes, um, his kids have had some problems in life. There's no doubt about it. And never once did I say he's a role model, but nor do I think he's someone we can't respect because his children have had some problems that they, uh, you know, unfortunately paid for. And it's not, it's, we've seen it, you know, I mean, that happens in all walks of life. So I'm not out to get Andy Reid because his kids have had some, had some issues. Nor do I think that's a, a guarantee that means you are not a good parent if your kids have issues necessarily. People are, unfortunately, uh, have all kinds of issues, whether they've come from good families or bad or, or whatever. It doesn't mean that Andy Reid's a crappy father because he's had some, his kids have had some issues. But you also understand that he's an NFL head coach, and the time that it takes to do that is all encompassing. And I'm sure there's not a lot of time for other aspects of your life, including fatherhood. But I, I never said role model. I never said I love him. I said he's him and Patrick Mahomes are becoming one of the better coach quarterback dynamic duos. In the history of the NFL, and they're a game away from honestly being right there with Brady and, and Belichick. There's no doubt about it; they are right there. I don't think you can find another one. I, I know you can go with Noel and Bradshaw. They won four, but I mean, Bradshaw didn't really become. And again, I wasn't around for it, but watching different things and reading up on it and looking at the numbers, I mean, Bradshaw didn't really do much in the first two Super Bowls. He became the he was he was definitely impactful in the last two for sure, um, but you look at coach quarterback dynamics. I mean, he's going to be right there with Bel- with Brady and Belichick. I don't care they've won a couple more. I get it, but there's no reason if he if Andy Reid doesn't 
decide to retire, if he decides to stay, wouldn't you think he'd be right back there? I, I think there's no stopping Kansas City right now. No stopping. I think they're going to get better. Right? I mean, I expect them to go get some sort of wide receiver. Now, Kelsey is eventually either going to retire this year or probably slow down at least. I don't think I, I don't know if we're going to continue to see a Hall of Fame tight end. Even if he decides to continue to play, he'll slow down on some level. But, I mean, right now they'll probably go out. They don't even need a dynamic running back, although they might go get one. They have they they're probably going to go get another wide receiver. You would think. I mean, there's a chance that this offense could be way more dynamic next year. I, there, there's no as long as Pat as long as Patrick Mahomes is in the prime of his life, in the prime of his career, they are going to be one of, if not the favorite in the AFC, time and time again. And I'm shocked again. Like, I don't want to tell you what to do. Because that's I'm not one for that, and I, you know, I'll give you my picks, but I never really go like, "Oh, this is it, the lock of the week." You know, I don't give you the uh, promises made, promises delivered. The great Stu Finer. I'm not, I, I'm not one for that. But I'll just tell you, I am shocked. The spread continues to be plus two and a half for Kansas City. I'm shocked. I, I cannot. I mean. Someone's betting San Francisco. Someone, even though I, I don't know, I got to look, see if the public's on them. I can't imagine the public is on them. I can't imagine the public is on San Francisco. It went immediately down to one and a half. I think it even got down to as low as one. I mean, that's the, I, I don't think, I don't think books even take big time money from big time bettors. And, you know, I, I don't think they take that, I don't think they'll take large bets that early. Like, they won't take large bets, like really large bets from, you know, big groups that do this, you know, for a little, you know, that are real, you know, sports bettors, big-time outfits. They won't take some of their bigger bets that early in the week. They'll start taking them now as the game gets closer. But I don't think right away you can make those bets. So I think that's that's public money that moved it down to one. I would think that the public is on Kansas City. I don't know how you can't be. I don't know how you can't be. San Francisco needed a miracle to come 17 points behind. I shouldn't say a miracle because they had it. The game was tied two minutes left in the third quarter. They 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 rather rather quickly uh, whittled away that 17 point lead. But still, they would they had a miserable first half. They were down 17 points. They were losing to Green Bay the week before and took a last minute drive from Brock Purdy, who is definitely a story in this game. I just think it gets lost a little bit considering the Chiefs and now all the different angles. Around that game, and you know, one of the callers, the last caller just mentioned it. Um, you know, one of them that's going to pop up, especially now with the news of of Patrick Mahomes' dad being arrested. So, I mean, I just think that what you're seeing from Kansas City is something special, man. It's just crazy. It's just crazy what they're able to do, and right. I mean, I I'd be shocked. I don't know how you, uh, considering, as I was just saying, the, and the way they played in, against Green Bay, I don't know how you feel that good about San Francisco right now after what you just saw Kansas City do. Oh, yeah, if this was the first, you know, game, I'd be, yeah. But we just saw them just sneak by the Lions, and we've seen Kansas City beat Buffalo and 
you know, dominate Baltimore, really. That game was never in doubt. They went down the field on that first drive and immediately put that game to bed. That game was never in doubt. I mean, if that if they would have scored that touchdown uh, from Flowers instead of fumbling in the end zone, maybe the game's in doubt, but never. The game never got to the point where you were worried about Kansas City losing against Baltimore, who wiped the floor with San Francisco. And I'm not saying that the Chiefs should be a touchdown favorite. By no means. San Francisco is the best roster in football. And I think it's going to be a great game. I do. I think it's going to be a really great game. But I just don't know how they continue to be two-and-a-half-point dogs. I just, I just I don't know how. 877-337-6666. There's a couple of other stories kind of going around right now. One is the FIFA World Cup. So the final there, obviously, in 2026, next, uh, 2025, excuse me, next summer, the World Cup will be in North America. And it's over, I don't know, 17 different sites all over North America, some in Mexico. Uh, obviously, the World Cup um, here in New Jersey is going to have, at MedLife Stadium, going to have a couple, including the finals. So the World Cup 2026 final is going to be held at MetLife Stadium. I mean that's that's going to be interesting. It's the biggest sporting event in the world probably. Like I was I was told my buddy uh, I was my buddy's a big soccer guy. I am not, but my buddy's a big soccer guy. Alex apparently is a big soccer guy, so we'll let him ask the, I'll ask him a couple questions about it. But first and foremost, just from a the, the bigness of the event, right? Obviously, the World Cup, it's once every four years. It's an enormous thing. In in this country, uh, I heard Lori talking about this. I think it, it's it's clearly not as popular as in other countries. Part of that is that I don't know right now where the U.S. men team stands. They've been disappointing. Uh, I, and unless they really have a chance to win, I don't think, I mean, as, as much of a melting pot as we are as a nation, it's enormous in different places of this country, no doubt, especially here in New York. I went to a beer garden in Astoria, I guess, I don't know, six years ago. It wasn't the most recent one. It was the one before that, um, before I had children, and I could actually do things and go out places. And it was crazy. It was one of the crazier atmospheres. They had like an outdoor thing, and they had on a you know big projector the games, and it was crazy. And people were, you know, representing their country. There were flags all over the place. It was awesome. It was a gr- it was one of the best days I had. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And so I'm sure here in New York it's going to be a huge deal. But I was looking at it. So right now, for the Super Bowl in Vegas. Now, it's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest sporting event in this country. I think it's even bigger than the World Cup. I would think in this country it, it's bigger than the World Cup. Overall, globally, World Cup's the biggest sporting event in the world. Granted. Right now, it's the, the to get in. I think the average price is just under ten grand, and to get in is about eight thousand dollars. So, if that's the ticket for the Super Bowl, where I don't know how many people out of this country, I'm sure there are many, but I don't know how many. I don't know how many people out of this country would fly into Vegas to go see the Super Bowl, at, compared that would fly in to New York, New Jersey to go see the World Cup. So, just out of curiosity, Alex, you're a big soccer guy. Yes. Would you say so if the to get the get in price of the Super Bowl 
is $8,000. What would be your guess the get-in price for the World Cup final at MetLife Stadium will be higher than that, lower than that, on par with that? What would you What would you guess? So you said it was eight thousand. It's eight thousand to get in right now. The, the get-in price to buy a ticket in the nosebleeds uh, of the of Vegas is about eight thousand dollars. Now you're talking to someone who's actually been to a World Cup. Okay. So what? Uh, where did you? What country did you? So I went to Qatar, the oh. last one, and then I also went to Russia. Wow! Well. Look yeah. at you! You you all serious about this? Yeah. Wow. Um, That's awesome. How is how were those trips? That they were a lot of Russia was uh, well with Qatar. It was more fun because um, I just had there was like more people around, like in terms of family and friends. Right. But in terms of a footballing nation, Russia just had a better atmosphere. Yeah. Qatar had better games, though. I think the tournament in general, Qatar. Right, right, right. But I digress. Um, mm-hmm. I think, also, I still think, it, when you say the World Cup is not as big as the Super Bowl in this country, do you mean the final or just the, the event? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the event is so many games uh, played all over the country. Yeah, more people will go see, more people will probably watch the combination of all of that, I guess, but... No, the the final versus the Super Bowl. I would say the the Super Bowl is going to be bigger than the World Cup final here. It's going to do bigger numbers, ratings wise. I would think. I don't know. If I, if, I guess if I got to check. Fine. You know, that's a, that's a. That's I'll an be interesting question. Well, it's a novices. Global. It's oh, global is no question. Yeah, no question. Um, I'm just talking in this country. I'd have to look. Um, I, I, that's a novice and a non soccer fan's opinion. I didn't check what the ratings were um, in previous events. If if the United States were to be in it. Then maybe that would you know rival the Super Bowl, but I would just think that the overall viewing numbers, and that's I don't know how else to go by, um, would be bigger for the Super Bowl. I mean, it's a national holiday. I, I don't know if the World Cup could match that. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd, I'd have to go check and see what the ratings were for the last World Cup final. But globally, no doubt. So that's what makes me wonder, like. What how what would the price be to get in? Do you think it's the same as the Super Bowl? You think it's more than the Super Bowl for a, for a ticket? I would probably say it's around the same. Yeah, I think for the whole expense, I think it would probably be more. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the actual actual ticket, because at the same time, well, actually, no, I, I'm not sure. I was gonna say the soccer stadium is probably. Just well, well, well. Now it's going to be at MetLife, and MetLife right. is a football stadium. Whereas in like previous countries, it would be mm-hmm. at a soccer stadium, and it's a slight, it's slightly smaller capacity. Okay. than a football. Yeah, stadium. Yeah, like what was? The, did you go? You just went. Did you? You didn't go to? Did you? No, go to I the final. Go to the final. Yeah. I I went to the um. I just went to a couple group stage matches. Okay, and what like what were the capacity? Now, and not every. I got to look at every single building. I don't know if it's all football stadiums. They're but. they're not all football. Like there's one in Atlanta that's purely a soccer stadium there's one in seattle um that's purely soccer obviously there's also canada and mexico as well but when it comes to soccer stadiums i think there's there's it ranges from 40,000 50,000 60,000 i think 60,000 right. is probably the biggest in terms of in the u.s for soccer stadiums um i mean there's there's like barcelona stadiums 90,000 like right, there's, right. there's oh, some sure. there's some anomalies but yeah, I, I just it's an interesting one because Super Bowl it's you know it's it's very entertainment based whereas World Cup is sort of just for the game, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I'm <coughs> excuse me. I, I'm really interested to see 
what the numbers are in terms of just in America. Because I'm actually like I've actually never seen that uh, in terms of like percentages or just in terms of like viewership in in those numbers in this country. Yeah, I got I got to double check. I, there's actually I just googled it. There's a story uh, in the uh, Athletic. I'll go back. I'll go read during the break. I would obviously globally, it's a much bigger deal, no doubt. I'm just trying to think in the United States. Um, I'll read it during the break, but I think, <clears throat> and the number for this Super Bowl is way up. It's like almost double what it was last year. It was like somewhere around five thousand to get in last year, and it's it's almost eight thousand now. The Vegas element adds probably to that. People go to Vegas. Uh, it's a hot ticket. It's Patrick Mahomes and the Forty ers It's two. You could argue. It, it's certainly the best team in the in the NFC with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Uh, so there's we'll see what the buzz is like this week for this game. But um, yeah, to be at I mean it's one of the bigger it's the biggest sporting event in the world, and to have the final here at MetLife. And I also read that it's it's FIFA makes it that has to be a, a completely grass field, so they're going to have to put grass in to MetLife you Stadium. To, yeah. yeah, no, you have to. Uh, so is that an, is that an impetus for the Giants and the NFL or whoever makes that decision or like to put grass full full time? Like it seems silly to do it for one event. Like why not just make the transition to grass? I mean, I, I guess it, it seems silly to make that determination just based on one event, but it seems like everyone's clamoring for it. They have more injuries than any other stadium in the NFL. Now they do have two teams playing there granted. So they play a lot more games than most of the teams inside the NFL. But they are, there have been more injuries in that building on that turf. There's been complaints. It's been a storyline for a long time. Um, everyone clamors for grass. If you can get grass and you know, then have it ready for the World Cup, that makes sense to me. But we'll see. But yeah, the World Cup final here in New York, New Jersey at MedLife Stadium, which is you know one of the more Blah buildings in the country, quite honest with you. I would there I don't know if they're playing games in Atlanta or Dallas or LA where they just built a new stadium so far. Like I guess it's the allure of New York, the number one market in the in the world, arguably, in the country certainly. Uh to play this game here will be fun. And and definitely with with it being in, in North America and, and in the United States, it will get more talk here on the station and around than it has in a long time. Is it, when's the, do you know when the last time it was in North America, the United States? Has yeah, it was a 90, oh, was it 90 or 94? I think it was 94 when Brazil, yeah, when Brazil. Is, is 94 when Baggio kicked it over the net? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, see, you got it. Well, I remember that. I remember that. Because <laughs> I had, you know, buddies who were, you know, Italy fans. Italian, yeah. Yeah. In my neighborhood, we grew up. Um, that was the the final. Then was held in the Rose Bowl. And so USA, that's why, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's what I. I thought originally. I thought it was going to be at SoFi. Yeah, that was just like a state of the art, you know, state. Right. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they. I. I, I don't know if they. I got to read the story. I don't know if there's a bidding process or, but for them to get, I don't know if just FIFA picks out of all the different buildings that they're, um, competing in. Or, or playing games in, and then they just pick one. Is it? It might be the largest. Uh, the you know, SoFi I think has a little less uh, capacity, so it might be one of the larger capacity ones they play in. I don't know, but or maybe it's just New York. The idea of having the 
the the final in world in in New York. It should be interesting though. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Stewart in Brooklyn. What's up, Stu Pot? Yeah. Good morning, Steve Mac. Good morning, brother. How we doing? Not bad. Not bad. So um, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Well, I think they're gonna win the game. Just like um, just like Boone and Judge. <laughs> Same kind of dynamic. Well, they need more than Judge. First, you know they need more than Judge. Soto's going to help. Hopefully Rizzo can come back to somewhat yep. of what he was. And um, I don't know. They still need another pitcher. I don't know who they're going to they, get. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. They're not going to get anyone. Oh. They're not going to get another pitcher. That's the rotation. So That's what is it. Will Warren going to be? Is he going to be up there? Yeah, I mean, Warren, uh, they also... Um, uh, signed. Uh, oh, what the hell's his name? Um, a left-handed pitcher, right? Is he a reliever? What from Houston? Wh- yeah, no, they got him, but no, I mean for the rotation. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, who's the rotation as of now? It's Derek Cole and the uh, four Beatles. Yeah, it's Cole, Rodon, uh, Nesta Cortez, Marcus Stroman, Clark Schmidt. Um, I said the four Beatles. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You got you got Luke Weaver. That's the name I was looking for. Oh Luke, yeah, Luke Weaver. Luke Weaver. They signed him. Who started to them? Dream Weaver? No, he's not related to Dream Weaver. No, I'm saying is he related to Jeff Weaver? I don't think so. No, I don't think he's okay. related to the Weavers. No. Yeah. Okay. Just happen to have the, yeah, the same last name. But okay. here's the thing. Like here's the thing that everybody wants to get on with. Oh, Baltimore this, Baltimore that, and I understand why. And I'm not even telling you. Baltimore should be considered the favorite. They won a division last year. They won 100 yeah. games. They just improved themselves with this trade. Uh, yeah, for Burns, no doubt about it. But I mean, let me just ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Right. Who are the three best players? If you take up the, if you stack up the Yankees and the Orioles, who are the three best players between both teams? We have them. We have all three. Yeah, we have all three. That's Soto, Judge, Judge, Soto, and Cole. And Cole. So I'll take my chances. And thank you for the call, Stupot. I'll take my chances. Everyone wants to complain, oh, the Orioles are this, the Orioles are that. Yes, the Orioles are a young up-and-coming team that just had a year where they completely jumped a step and had a 100-win season before they had a 90-win season. Before they had a five, what, they barely finished 500 the year before? I don't even know if they did. But ultimately, yes, Rushman is one hell of a player. And arguably, I think he got, uh, yeah, they were 83-79 and 79 the year before. Rushman had a hell of a year. He's probably the best catcher in the sport. Granted. But besides that, I I don't know who you can point to and tell me you know they are going to be great. You know they're going to have the same kind of year. You know. Like Mountcastle? Okay. Mountcastle's been a steady bat. They have a lot of prospects coming up. They got a good, talented team. They're dangerous. I'm not saying otherwise. What I'm saying is, is when they stack up with the Yankees, I'm sorry, as much as Burns has been great, Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in baseball. Without, uh, you know, without question, especially now that uh, Otani is, uh, you know, a one-way player, I think, in my mind, Judge is the best player in baseball. They have the best pitcher and the best hitter to go along with Juan Soto. So when you stack up both teams, yeah, they're younger. Yep. Yeah, they're probably a little bit more athletic. Yep. The three best players between the two teams are all on the Yankees. All on the Yankees. 
And if you want to tell me the next, you know, nine are all Orioles, I'll I'll disagree with you. I think Rizzo, when healthy, is still a pretty damn good player. I think Clayber Torres is a pretty damn good player. And believe it or not, I have faith in Giancarlo Stanton. I know I'm the only one. I think Giancarlo, as long as he's healthy, is going to have a good year. But you know he's going to go on the IL for a time. It's just hopefully it can be a short. Hopefully it's two or three weeks as opposed to two months. He's going to get hurt. He's going to go on the IL. He's going to miss games. Is he going to do it for two months or three months? Or is it going to be three weeks or a month? Like If he only misses a month, I'll take it as a win. And I do think he can still be good. I do. I think he can still be dynamic. I don't think he's completely void of talent. I think he makes too much money. He'll never be worth the money. That I'll grant you. But I think I think he can have a good year. And I think the middle of that lineup, I mean, especially right now, if you go DJ LeMahieu, you go LeMahieu, Soto, Judge, Stanton, Verdugo, Torres, I'll take my chances. To go along with the best pitcher in baseball, I'll take my chances. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Ah, yes. 338. McMonagle here with you. We're about halfway through our three-hour show until 5 o'clock. And the warm-up show comes live from Las Vegas. Sin City, where the Super Bowl will be played on Sunday. Looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an excellent game. I do. I think it's going to be a really good game. And I think this is, you know, someone will be rewarded here. Someone will be, whether it's the legacy of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and taking that next step into really being, I mean, because if you think about it now, three Super Bowls, three, you know, been to four now, three wins. That's it's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. I mean, that's, you know, that's the beginning of Brady's career. Three out of four. And there's no reason to think they're slowing down. So, I mean, you get that, and then obviously... For me, you get the coach in Shanahan getting out from under the can't win the big game, getting out and finally, you know, making up for blowing the halftime lead as offensive coordinator. Now again, Dan Quinn was the head coach of that team. He he's he gets plenty of blame too. It's not all on Shanahan. But he was the play caller for an offense that blew a twenty eight to three lead and made mistake after mistake and was way too aggressive and blew the game. And then, obviously, the head coach of the 49ers, the last time these two teams were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, in 2020, right? Yeah, it was 2020, the Super Bowl. I remember that was like the last thing we all did. Oh, geez, I didn't even think about that angle. Hopefully, everything, hopefully, the world doesn't come to a, a halt the way it did after the last. That was the last thing we did was that Super Bowl. I remember it well. I went to my buddy Ronnie's house, the Ron Man. We went to Ron Man's house. We watched the Super Bowl. We had the worst. I don't want to say. I forget the name of the place. I don't even want to say. He lives in Westchester. He got the worst wings. Me and my buddy Mike went. And both of us, as soon as we started eating the wings, we looked at each other and we were like, these things are disgusting. The sauce was disgusting. I don't know what it was. The sauce was disgusting. They didn't cook the wings nearly enough. All of them was still like fatty and gross. It was the worst. 
Um, they probably made a million that day. They shortchanged the Ron man, and he the Ron man never gets shortchanged. He's the Ron man for a reason. We used to go, I'll, the quick story on the Ron man. I didn't know this was going to happen today. This is just because I mentioned him, I'm calling the Ron man. This is pinnacle Ron man. All right. We used to have a buddy. I still have a buddy. My name, my buddy Brett. But his uncle used to have a house in the Hamptons. And we would go there once a year. And, you know, when no one was there, his uncle would let us go there. And we would go there once a year. So for like maybe a three, three, four years in a row, maybe five. And it's just one of those, like, it's like one of those summer houses in the Hamptons or wherever. And it's just a bunch of bedrooms. It's like one big kitchen and dining room kind of combined. And then just a bunch of bedrooms where you take a bunch of people and, you know, you go and kind of family it up, have a bunch of bedrooms and go to the beach, whatever you're going to do in the Hamptons. And we were hanging out there, obviously, and, you know, 21, 22-year-olds enjoying ourselves. And with all the different bedrooms, there was one master bedroom. And it was clearly bigger. The air conditioning was better in that room. That was the room you want to be. And the Ron man, if he had to, he would go to bed at 6.45 p.m. to make sure he got the main bedroom because the Ron man doesn't sleep in some side bedroom. He makes sure he gets the best. That's the Ron man. He we'd be looking around. It's eleven o'clock. Where's Ronnie? Oh, he went to bed. Why? Because he wanted to make that son of a. He wanted to make sure that he got that room. That's him. But he got terrible wings that day. But we were at his house, and then that was it. That was the last thing we did for two years. We were shut down. The last time the Niners in Kansas City played. That was it. The world changed a couple weeks later. Let's hope that wasn't some sort of uh, precedent between every time these two teams play. 877-337-6666. Mitchell in Fort Lee. What's up, Mitch? Hello, Big Mac. How are you? It's been a while, my friend. Oh, uh, it has been. been. Where weeks. you been? What's going on? I'm here every day. It's your fault. Where you been? Well, uh, listen, I haven't. My, my car service, no one's leaving. You know, January is a very slow month. No one leaves early in the morning, but so today we started back, or yesterday everyone's going away again, so gotcha. that's the girlfriend's house early from Long Island. But Big Mac, one thing, yes. best wings in Westchester, with no doubt, I, and I guarantee it, because I love wings, candlelight. candlelight. Yeah, no, everyone yeah, talks candlelight. about candlelight. Now, candlelight, yeah. I, we, I had them once because it, this, come, this came up with Craig and Evan in that show, and we would get food all the time. I miss, I miss all the free food we used to get, uh, but... Um, they, they brought wings once and, you know, it's from Westchester, you know, they were, we had to reheat them to get, you know, it wasn't as good and they, and they right. do. And they, they very untypically not, I don't know another place who does it. They keep the wings together. They don't, they don't yeah. set, they don't separate, uh, the wing, the flats and the, and the, the, the drumstick. So that's very unique. I have no problem with it. Um, but. They were I I gotta go get them again live from the place because they were very good but I I got them like three hours four hours later like after they were made I, I gotta go I, I gotta go there have a beer and, and order a, a thing of wings. Guess what? When you're ready to go, you got my number. Unless I'll meet you and I'll buy you the wings. Well, listen, I know for a fact I'm going by him. I'm going by the Ron Man and my buddy Mike uh, for the Friday of the the tournament. I know that, so um, I'm going to be somewhere in there. Maybe I'll convince them. To go to Candlelight and watch the, uh, I'm assuming they have televisions in there. 
And, oh, yeah, uh, they got the bar there. They got the bar there. And actually, I'm really good friends with the owner. I'm, I actually go to Ranger games with him. He goes with me and my Yankee tickets with me. So I'm good friends with him, actually. Nice. Too. So maybe I'll convince them to maybe go to Candlelight and get some wings and watch okay. the, the games okay. on Friday afternoon. Perfect. Big night. Now, let's get to the Yankees here, okay? Yes. Here's the big thing. Here's the big thing that I have. And my partner that we have the season tickets with, and he, and he keeps bringing up this point. He listens to the fan. He calls me all day. He yells at me all day about the Yankees. He said, relax, relax, relax. But here's the point that he's, he brings a good point up. The Yankees wanted to spend $300 million on one pitcher. Yes. Okay? You, okay. We didn't get him because he went to L.A. No problem. So what happened to that $300 million that they're going to spend here? Why didn't they use that extra money to go get another pitcher or another player to, to, to offset the $300 million that they want to do? They're not doing it. Right? right? Yes, correct. You, I, I can tell you why. Yeah. They we, don't, all, we all know why. They're, we know Why? Why? Because the Yankees don't feel they don't feel there's another pitcher out there probably that's worth that kind of money. Correct. And number two, and number two, they feel they have enough players right now that they don't have to worry about. And no, that's, and that's no, I think it, I, I don't agree with two at all. Number, there's two reasons. Number one, uh, why they were willing to give him three hundred million, and why they're not willing to give anybody else three hundred. There's two reasons. One, they believe he's the only player good enough to warrant that money. They think he is an ace. They think he's a no-brainer. He's young. He's 25 years old. He can be a cornerstone of the team. He's the one guy they were willing to go way overboard with and give $300 million and add to this contract, add to this payroll and add to the luxury tax. They do not view Snell in that in that venue. They do not view Montgomery as that kind of guy. That was the one guy they were willing to do it for. They don't want to do it, but they would do it for him. And the other reason is because of who he is and where and and being in Japan there's an idea not not the same as Otani but there's an idea that the revenue he would create would help offset that money that he would make a lot more money than the for the Yankees than other players would Snell is not going to sell the way he would sell in Japan I mean all the different stuff that the jerseys the this the that like uh, the money that would come back to the Yankees from Yamamoto is greater than anything else. So those are the two reasons why they were willing to give him $300 million. One, he's a player they deem worth it, 25 years old, cornerstone of the team, and an excellent ace-type pitcher they think is going to be fantastic. They don't view another player like that. And two, he would generate revenue more than any other player that would offset the payroll they'd have to for- give up. Okay. I agree with you there. And then here's the part that I keep telling everyone else. Yeah. The Yankees don't remember they have sitting there. They have a guy named Gil. I'm my friend, my partner tells me you pronounce it a different way, but okay. You pronounce but it heel. Okay. The kid pitched great before he had Tommy John surgery, and there's, there's, your, there's well, your extra person, so there's your extra pitcher. Yeah. If someone's going to get hurt, to do it. Luke that, Weaver is not the, the answer. He's, he, he's, he's the answer before heel is. He is. I'm telling you right now. He, I don't know if he will be permanently. That, that They will go to Weaver before they go to Luis Hill. There's no doubt about it. Why? Anymore. Why? Well, listen, you you because you you're you're thinking of Luis Hill had that great start to his career. The first seven starts of his career were better than anybody else's seven starts. Remember all that? True. And but but it wasn't just the the Tommy John. He went back to the minors the next year and was not very good. Him and Garcia both uh you know regressed. Debbie Garcia and yeah, Luis yeah. Hill went back to the minors the years they popped up in Luis Luis Hill I think it was 21, I forget. But Debbie Garcia pops up in 20, was great down the stretch for them. Should have continued to pitch that playoff game and got and and taking him out was ridiculous. Then he's not good enough to make the starting rotation that year. He goes to AAA and is 
awful and completely regressive. Same thing with Heal. It wasn't just he was great for the Yankees and then had Tommy John surgery. He had almost a full season of being a five ERA pitcher in in the minor leagues. Now I like him and I think the Yankees like him, but I don't. And and thank you for the call, Mitch. I don't think he's the first guy off the board. I just I'd be surprised. Now listen. We'll see what happens in spring training. He might be don- he, he could be fantastic in spring training and emerge as be that guy. It's po- possible. I'm with you. I hope that's the case. I hope someone's fantastic. You got. I think Beater is probably ahead of him on the list, and I think Luke Weaver is probably ahead of him on the list. Now, Luke Weaver makes the team anyway. I think there's a good chance Luke Weaver's in the bullpen as that kind of long man that they, they, they would use him as that and then be depending on how he is. So, like, for example, I don't think Luis Hill makes the team out of spring training unless he's in the rotation, and that would mean an injury because right now they are locked into their five. It's Cole, Rodon, Cortez, Stroman, Schmidt. If those five are healthy, they're going to be the starting five, and Luis Hill's probably not going to be on the team. They're going to send him down to AAA and let him pitch and let him start and have him ready, and hopefully he's great, and then he could be the first guy up. Same thing with Clayton Beater. I don't think Beater uh, is the kind of guy who's going to make the team. I, I just don't. Same thing with their other prospects. Luke Weaver, who they signed, who pitched very well for them down the stretch of the season last year, I could see him being the long man in the bullpen. And depending on how his innings goes and and how much he's been stretched out and how often he's throwing or maybe he's pitching so well, the role in the bullpen emerges as something different. I don't know. But if you're talking about someone goes down in June or July and at that point Weaver hasn't thrown that many innings and isn't stretched out or his role in the bullpen has changed, then you could see a Luis Heal be the first guy to go. But if, like, if there's an injury in spring training, um, barring one of those kids being an absolute stud and having an incredible spring training, I would tell you that if one of those guys go down, if Nesta, if Nesta Cortez, you know, it has a setback with his shoulder and just can't start the season, you know, we'll see him first week of May or whatever, and they need three or four starts from a, a fifth start, I think uh, that would be Luke Weaver out of spring training. I don't think it's Luis Hill. I think Luis Hill is further down the road. If he's pitching great in AAA, then maybe. And Weaver settles into the bullpen. They like him in his role, and they don't want to mess with that, and it's only for a handful of starts. Or Luis Hill is absolutely you know, pitching to a 1.7 ERA in AAA, and they think he's ready, then I could see it. But if you told me one of them was going to go down in spring training and they need a fifth man for the rotation to start the year, that's Luke Weaver. Mike and Merrick. What's up, Mike? Yo, Big Mac. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm great, you? I'm great. What's going on? Let's go, Rangers. Let's go, Rangers. They're playing Colorado tonight. They are. They're playing uh, They're playing Colorado tonight, back after the uh, All-Star festivities. Finally, get to the second round. Get to, get to the standing cup. Well, Here yeah, I mean, come. listen. They gotta they gotta figure something out. They haven't been playing that well lately. Um hey, Big Mac. Yes. Back. Listen to me. We are getting the off star. We had a long break. Yes. We could be good after that big break. Oh uh, listen, I think they are good. I, and I have no reason to think they won't be good. I'm just telling you they got off to that incredible start and since then they've been right around a five hundred team and they have major they they need a center terribly. They don't have the the the, the bottom two lines are lacking production, and the goalie's a little bit iffy right now. I do not, I don't, for a time, I thought they were a dominant force and looked like with the way Panarin was playing, the way Zabanajad was playing, uh, although he hasn't had a great year, but the way, you know, Lafonniere has really stepped up and played well, yeah. and, and you just felt like 
they were going to be this this great team in the way they were responding to La Violette. They it was just it felt like wow something's yeah. clicked. Big and now Mac. and now for for the last twenty or so games it hasn't felt that way. Big Mac, I'm yeah. telling you right now, I never liked Coach Kavan. Never liked him. Okay. I'm like this guy so much better. His post game it's nice and nice and clear. I don't like this guy. He I'm going to say this right now. We're going to keep this guy, his coach. We're going to keep them next year. Oh, I mean, I would hope. I don't know if they can keep firing coaches. I mean, yes, I hope. And thank you for the call, Mike. You're the best. Tell your brother I said, what's up? Um, I would hope they keep Laviolette. Yeah. I doubt. I mean, if they fire Laviolette, they've had a disaster of the second half of the season. Right now, they are 30 and 16. 30, 16, and 3. They have 63 points. They are ahead of Carolina by two points, and Carolina's got a game in hand. So they're right there with Carolina. Like if and if you um, look at right now in the Eastern uh, in the Eastern Conference, Boston has seventy one. Uh, the Panthers have sixty six, and then the Rangers have sixty three, and the Rangers currently uh, the are just, they are nine they are eleven points up. 11 points up on the Islanders as a playoff team. So, listen, the Islanders are the first team out. They're the first team outside the wild card. It's Toronto, Red Wings, and then the Islanders, Pittsburgh, and the Devils. The Rangers are a good team. The Rangers are going to make the playoffs. I'm hopeful they can win the division, but Carolina, uh, you know, they're right there. So, but they're a good team. The problem is they need more production. The injuries have killed them. Heedle's not coming back, right? He's done for the year now. It just it just feels like they need production. Chris Drury's going to have to do something at the deadline to bring someone in here who can get you know get some depth and get some scoring from the bottom lines. They get none. And quite honestly, watch the games. Look, you don't even have to watch the games. Look at the box score. If you want to know if the Rangers won or not, you don't even to, just go to see if they scored a, a, a power play goal. If the Rangers do not score power play goals, they do not win. Plain and simple. And that scares the hell out of me, especially when they have a goaltender right now in Igor who's been shaky. So you get into a playoff series, right? And we've seen this before. Scoring is hit or miss. Power plays are hit or miss. If they go into the postseason right now with their power play on point and their power play hot, they can beat anyone. But if right now if they're not scoring power play goals, they're not winning. Plain and simple, look at the games, look at the box scores. When they don't score like two power play goals, they don't win. Their five-on-five five scoring is down. The production from the second lines are down. The, the you know the third and fourth lines are down, and they're only scoring on the power play. And yeah, they have a terrific power play, and Panarin's incredible. But I mean, I'm nervous because you get into a playoff series and you don't know if that power play isn't there for them. If they're if they're just struggling with the power play, if they're not scoring power play goals, they got to figure out a way to be be able to win a game without. Without that, and right now they have shown no ability to figure out a way to get enough scoring five on five, to get enough scoring from their depth, and figure out a way to you know win a game without scoring power play goals. And you get into a playoff series, not that easy. 